Good evening, Primitive Christian Church family. It's such a privilege and honor to be here with you this evening as we take a few moments to reflect together on Jesus' third utterance from the cross of Calvary. And yesterday evening, Pastor Mark did an outstanding job setting up the context for where we find ourselves today. He took us through the first word from the cross, the word of forgiveness, which is found in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, which says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He also took us through the word of salvation found in Luke 23, 43, which says, I tell you the truth, this day you will be with me in paradise. And so today we find ourselves reflecting on the third phrase that Jesus utters, which is the word of affection. As Jesus acknowledges his powerful earthly relationships. It's found in John chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. And the word of the Lord reads as such. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. May the Lord add blessing to his word. And as I reflected on this word from the cross, what immediately made an impression in my heart is what Mary must have been thinking as she looked up at her son during this moment. See, as a mother myself, I couldn't help but to relate as I thought about my own son. See, my son Samuel just celebrated his 14th birthday yesterday. And as we look at him almost six feet in height, we marvel at how much he's matured. But I want you to know that I can remember holding him in my arms right after he was born like it was just yesterday. Those first moments with him were extra special because he was our miracle baby. See, many know that I was born with a congenital heart disorder that was very dangerous for me as a child. It's a condition that actually could be passed down genetically. And so any children that I might have had could have been born with this heart condition. But even worse, a stressful birthing experience with a woman with this condition could result in death of not only her, but the baby. And so I remember having to grapple with these realities when my husband and I were ready to have children. And to be honest, I wasn't concerned about myself. I wasn't concerned what, about what would happen to me. The most terrible thing in my mind was imagining having a child only to know that one day I could possibly lose him. I know that there are many mothers listening today that have had to deal with this sad reality. And so we prayed and we waited on God and he was faithful to us. We were able to get pregnant and from what the doctors told us, our child would be born with a normal heart. God had done the miraculous. 
But fast forward until the delivery date, the doctors had found that the baby somehow got tied up in his umbilical cord. It was wrapped around his neck and his heart rate began to drop. And so we almost lost him. And I remember thinking, God, save my son. He has a purpose, God. You already breathed life into him, God. Save my son. And once again, God intervened and my boy made it out alive. But for a few small moments, I became desperate to see my son survive. And it didn't matter what happened to me. It didn't matter the pain that I was in. I would do anything to make sure that he was safe. And so as I think about this scene at the cross, I can only imagine what this poor mother was thinking during these last agonizing moments with her son. Although Mary knew that her son's life was in the hands of his heavenly father, I'm sure that deep down some part of her was desperate to see her son survive. She probably had memories of her baby boy flashing through her mind. Memories of rocking him to sleep. Memories of kissing his boo-boos while he was playing as a child. Memories of the profound conversations I'm sure they had as his earthly body went through changes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they had some wonderful conversations as this young man grew and began to see the world not only as a man, but as the Messiah. And although this woman was powerless to change his circumstances, this mother never left his side. She stood by to see her baby boy humiliated and tortured and rejected by the very same people he came to save. And although it probably pained her greatly, although it was probably tearing her up inside, she stood by her son until the very last moment. She endured the pain of seeing him hung on the cross. She endured the pain of seeing blood pouring from his head, of seeing the torn flesh in his hands and his feet, of seeing her son gasping for each breath. Oh, this poor mother had to look on as her once handsome boy was now disfigured and unrecognizable. But Mary did what any mother would. She stands with her son when it mattered the most. I think today, beloved, of all the mothers with children that have been stricken by the coronavirus that cannot do what Mary did. My God. They cannot stand by their child as they suffer, as they go through this difficult time, yet their souls still cry out in anguish, cry out for their sons and daughters. And so for any mother 
Oh, we can understand where Mary is. For in those moments, everything else is secondary. The only thing on your mind is the suffering of your child. And so as Mary looked up at the pain-riddled face of her son, Jesus looks down and sees his beloved mother at the foot of his cross. His mother heartbroken and weeping and inconsolable. He looks down and sees her. Oh, Jesus knew that death was near. He was in severe pain. And he knew that Oh, only in a few hours he was about to make the ultimate sacrifice according to his heavenly father's plan. But rather than being consumed by a concern for his own welfare, oh, he's touched by hers. And seeing both Mary and John at the foot of the cross, he says to them, woman, here is your son. And to his beloved disciple, John, he says, here is your mother. Now, from a spiritual sense, we need to understand that Jesus recognized the commandment to honor thy father and mother. So even in his last moments, Jesus is faithful to the law of God. But beyond that, as Mary's firstborn, Jesus understands his legal responsibility for her welfare as well. Therefore, he makes a formal transfer of his responsibility to another party. And so this oral statement that he made before witnesses made the obligation to the beloved disciple legally binding. And although this brave woman, this compassionate woman, this kind woman whom he loved so much had taken care of him throughout his entire life, Jesus wanted to make sure that she would be taken care of for the rest of hers. And so he entrusts her to one of his most beloved disciples, John, the only male disciple who's at the foot of the cross as Jesus is dying. See, when it was all said and done, it was John that proved himself to be the most faithful of all of the disciples and ultimately the one that would be entrusted with the important task of taking care of Jesus' mother. And so as we think about this scene at the foot of the cross, there's two powerful principles that we can take away from this moment. Number one, we serve a God that sees. We serve a God that sees. Even on the cross, Jesus saw. Even as the blood was dripping from his crown of thorns and flooding his eyes, Jesus saw. He looked down and saw the suffering of his beloved mother. 
And although he had every reason to be wrapped up in his own pain, to be wrapped up in the humiliation of this public hanging, to be wrapped up in the betrayal that he experienced, no, he looks beyond himself and sees that person he loves. And not only does he sees, see her, he sees her with eyes of affection. Oh, even with her deficiencies, even with her shortcomings, even with all the mistakes that she probably made as a mother, because we all make them. Oh, he saw her and provided for her. He saw her pain. He saw her anguish. And even beyond what she needed at that moment, he saw the needs of her future and provided for those as well. Oh, he thought about her future security. He thought about her future sustainability. He thought about her emotional well-being and grappling with a, a lost son. And he sees to it that all of those needs were attended to. I want you to know today, beloved, that God sees you. No matter where you are, even with all the mistakes you've made, even with all the shortcomings, even uh, all the times that you've got it wrong, he sees you. He sees you. And not only does he see what you need today, he sees into your future, and he's making arrangements to provide for tomorrow as well. Oh, and for those mothers that are listening to me today, I know some of you may be suffering for your children, whether they were diagnosed with the coronavirus or they're struggling with some other issue. God sees you. Whether your child is five or 50, they're always going to be your little boy or little girl. And God hears your cries for them today. Yes, he does. And whether you're in their physical presence or not, God feels your pain and is moving on their behalf. So this word of affection reminds us of the compassion of our God, a God that always sees the needs of his children and reassures us that he's going to move heaven and earth to make sure that we're taken care of. God sees you today, beloved. You can't forget that. The second powerful thing that this verse reminds us of is that presence is powerful. Presence is powerful. These verses tell us that John was standing nearby during Mary's time of anguish. While the other disciples were too afraid to be closely identified with a man condemned by the Romans, John was there. See, at this time, anyone who was thought to be a sympathizer of this traitor named Jesus, anyone who was part of his insurgent movement could have been arrested. That's why during this critical time, it was only John who was present. 
the rest of Jesus's ride or die crew, those disciples whom he broke bread with, those that he had poured into and invested into were absent when he needed them the most. Even Peter, who was the one that promised never to leave Jesus, was not there. It was John that actually showed up. Brothers and sisters, sometimes a ministry of presence is the most powerful thing we can do for somebody who's suffering. Because when the rubber hits the road, we may have fans. We may even have followers, but it's family that will show up when it matters. Oh, and it's not necessarily biological family, but that close-knit set of persons that inner circle that's going to show up when you need the most. See, by showing up when it mattered most, John had cemented his place in the family of Jesus. Oh, it wasn't eloquent preaching. It wasn't dynamic teaching. It wasn't a sweet-sounding worship song that elevated him. No, he showed up when it mattered. Oh, it was the powerful presence of this faithful disciple that earned him the honor of watching over Jesus' beloved mother. And it earned him the privilege of having her watch over him as well. Oh, beloved, you may have family members that are struggling right now. And you don't know how to help them. You don't know what to do. But I want you to know that God can't use you if you don't show up because there's power in presence. So make yourselves available to them. Reach out to them. Pray with them. Weep with them if they need it. Provide whatever support they need. But make a commitment to show up for them emotionally. To show up for them spiritually. Until one day we can physically show up once again. Oh, as I close, I want you to know that this word spoke to me in a very special place. See, as a mother, I want nothing more than to see my son fulfilling his divine destiny here on earth. And wherever God takes him, I'll be there right by his side, celebrating when it's time to celebrate, but weeping when it's time to weep. And this faithful mother did the same for her son. Even when it meant standing face to face with her son's bloodied feet on the cross of Calvary, she was there. And even in the midst of this grueling moment for Jesus on the cross as pain is searing through the nerves of his body. Jesus looked down and saw her pain and provided for her. He also saw John's powerful presence and rewarded him with his glorious new assignment. Oh, beloved, don't ever think that God doesn't see your need. Don't ever think that God doesn't see where you are or how you are. 
even hanging on the cross, our Savior saw the needs of those he loves. And because he loves you, he sees your need as well. Whether you're like Mary today, suffering and in pain, crying out for your beloved son or your daughter, God sees you today. Or whether you're like John, faithfully ministering with your presence in this season, doing your best to be an encouragement, to be a comfort for someone who's struggling. Oh, God sees you today. And not only does he sees you, see you, he's looking down at us through eyes of love and affection. Oh, beloved, wherever you find yourself today, God sees. And I want you to know that he doesn't have to look again because he never lifted his gaze from you. Oh, in the deepest pit, he saw you. In the highest mountain, he saw you. Wherever you find yourself today, he sees you. Oh, and because he loves you, he will respond in love. He will respond in affection. He will move heaven and earth to provide for you today and to assure your tomorrow. Our God sees. So take encouragement today. You are not alone. Our God sees you and he's looking down at you with eyes of affection. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this reminder of this tender moment between Jesus and his mother on the cross of Calvary. Lord, although he was in anguish, although he was in pain, he looked down tenderly and provided for his mother. How much more can you do now sitting at the right hand of the Father, looking down at us, whether we find ourselves in a place of pain, whether we are crying out for a son or a daughter, or we ourselves are in anguish, are in pain, Lord. Oh, you look down at us. You hear our cries and they move your heart. And so I pray, my God, make yourself real to your sons and your daughters right now. Spirit of the living God, usher into every home, Lord. In a powerful way. That your sons and your daughters might feel your presence. In a very tangible way. We thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity at this time, Father, to make a powerful statement of love with our presence, Lord. So use us, my God, to also comfort the suffering right now. We thank you, Lord, that even on the cross, you looked down at those that you loved and you saw their pain. So see our pain now. See our anguish now. See our hurt now, Lord, and comfort your sons and your daughters. We thank you, Lord, that we are never alone. Thank you for this powerful reminder from your word, Lord. 
continue to speak to us this week as we reflect on the sacrifice that your son made on the cross for us. Not because he had to, Lord, because of his abundant love for us. Thank you, Father. We honor and praise you at this time in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Be encouraged today, brothers and sisters. God sees you through eyes of affection. Amen.